Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Contact Keller's today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's, it's just miserable. But contact Keller's today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter. And leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's, family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter, near Blue Ribbon Dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. Telco, how are you, buddy? What's up, man? How's oh, it going? You know, a long time. It's been a minute, man. I mean, by the time this airs, it'll probably be almost two years to the date that you were on the show last time, episode ten. If anybody's watching or listening, you can go back and check that out. Um, like I said, two years ago, uh, the world is—I uh, don't know, man. I, I wouldn't say it's in a better place. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Place. We were we were supposed to do this about an hour ago. Um, I was telling you, my kid, uh, he's got a hundred and three degree fever. Uh, it's come down since, but uh, it's been a stressful day. My wife was at home with both children, and now we're just kind of like crossing our fingers, hoping that's whatever he has. And we took him to get well. My wife took him to get swabbed and to make sure he doesn't have flu, RSV, or COVID. Um, but now we're just kind of, we didn't get results back yet, but we're just hoping that whatever he has, um, is maybe a 24 hour thing or, uh, we get through it and he doesn't pass it along to our five month old daughter. Because if you see the news, if you watch the news at all, you know, it was as scary as, uh, our, our lives were two years ago. Um, you know, as a parent, um, not that it's anything like, you know, it's not that I'm saying, uh, it's different for me because I have children, but you read about the flu and RSV and COVID and kids are having a combination of all three and one in Wyoming, uh, in Northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, sadly a child passed away from it all. So it's just, you know, dude, it's like, how much more can we take? Yeah. It's just like, I don't even know what's scarier now is, do you want COVID at this point? Like, would you prefer that to the flu? Do you want the flu? I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, stay inside yeah let's just not go anywhere let's uh we'll lose our jobs have no money we'll starve to death you know lots of me crazy too yeah all these everything's a zoom call and even now like talking about everything being a zoom call is like overplayed so it's like you can't even complain about it anymore yeah. without sounding boring so i don't know what what's left <laughs> hopefully i mean it's got to get better it's got to get better <laughs> i mean we're hardly years at least ago, we're, we're here we're here we have our health. I mean, we're not dead. 
I'm having a beer on a Thursday night, you know, whatever. Life's good. Yeah. It could be worse. So. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I know. Two years ago, I was just starting off the whole music journey and and no idea where it was going to go. And yeah, so let's let's talk about that. I mean, like you said, if it, if anyone wants to listen to the uh, the um the start of Telco, you can go back to episode ten uh, and kind of uh, learn about all of that. I don't want to go too far back into what we've already talked about because it's been two years. A lot happens, but at that point, you said you you quit your job on Wall Street. You said I'm fucking done with this um, rat race. You know, you you gave up a lot of money because you looked around you and you saw all these these colleagues who had tons of money, but they were miserable, right? And you're like, this isn't going to be me. I'm not going to I'm not going to fall into that. I'm going to make a push for music. So, again, a lot has happened in the past two years. You put out some, a new EP, put out some singles. You, you've uh, it's funny. I went back and listened to um, a little bit of that that episode, and you were very uh, self conscious about showing your face on social media and all that kind of stuff. Now, I I, I literally can't I can't go yeah, on yeah. Instagram uh, or TikTok without seeing you. Uh, that's a yeah. bad thing. There's worse things I could see. But um, yeah, dude, two years. I mean, what's what's been going on? Oh, man. Well, I guess I'd say quitting my job was the best decision I ever made. So I'm not looking back and being like, oh my gosh, I screwed up. So that was good. Um, it It's so funny. Like I think back to the last time we talked, I was trying to do like the mysterious like artwork and like not show my face. The, the honest truth is just it's freaking expensive. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if you're going to put out pieces of art for everything that you do, you run up a tab really, really quickly. And I never realized how expensive it is to be an indie musician if you want to promote yourself properly. So pretty quickly, I was like, I either pay someone for a piece of art or I just post a picture of my face. And eventually I just, my my spirit broke. And I was like, and then the artwork didn't even get the same. I could literally just, I could take a picture of my face. I'll get better engagement. And then if I have like a an right. animator, make something amazing. So that died pretty quickly along with uh, a lot of the, plans that i had at the beginning of the the career but it's what, were, good. what were those what, what were some of your plans that kind of you know may not have come to fruition and and um you know what uh what pivots did you make yeah i don't looking back now i realize i didn't really have much of a plan at all <laughs> like i quit that's that not job true only. that's not true i mean well, we talked a lot about like you were you had a plan as far as like marketing and and uh, getting your your music on playlists and all that kind of stuff. Like you were, you know, you're you're hiding in your your parents' house when they were at home, making music. Yeah. Like it was very like when you had a plan to a degree. But um, yeah, I guess when I quit, I didn't have like a. I only had one song at the time, and I quit just kind of being like, okay, I'm gonna go after this. And then yeah, I put together like marketing plans and stuff like that. But you know, it's like. I'm trying to think of an interesting way to complain about this because it feels like it's been played <laughs> out so many times. But like very quickly you realize having decent music doesn't make a difference, right? That's just like, right. that's the bare minimum that you have to do. You have to have a song that's, you know, halfway decent. If you have that, then that's just the very bare minimum. What you need to have on top of that is like social media presence. You need to have a budget for ads and for playlisting and, and all of that stuff 
detracts from the fun of making music, which is what most people get us get into. So like for me, I don't think it's any surprise. Like social media is not my biggest strength or like, you know, marketing is not my biggest strength. Like for example, we had a rehearsal for our show last night and most people would say like you film a bunch at rehearsal and get a bunch of content, but it was like hanging out with the band. I'm like, I just want to hang out. Like I don't want to film us hanging out, trying to synthesize a good time. So pretty quickly you get sucked into that world of like social media and trying to always be a content creator as opposed to just writing songs. And I found that to be way, way, way less interesting than I had hoped. Um, and there's not yet a way to really get your music out there aside from like landing sync placement and some sort of like film TV, something like that. There's no way to get your music out there to the extent that like TikTok and Instagram can. So you have, you're forced to play that game. And a lot of us don't play it well. And so your music kind of just sits there and you can run ads to it, but that gets expensive really, really quickly. So kind of in this place where it's like, I still love making music. I love playing music. All the stuff that comes with it though, it's just, I'm desperate for some other way to kind of break through. It's interesting how you said about, um, you know, having practice and, you know, thinking about how you have, you, you should be recording that you should be doing X, Y, and Z to, you know, have content that you can cut up into pieces and promote something like, and putting that aside and just saying, Hey, like, I'm just going to enjoy the moment because I, I can't tell you how many times I've thought about like I'm also not, I, I'm not one to like to film everything. I always kind of think if like I'm doing something like that, like people are going to see me and think like, who the fuck is this guy? Who does he think he is? Right. But like, I also want to have like these moments, um, you know, documented for whatever reason and also used for content, but it's a bizarre feeling. And um, it kind of goes to like, you know, when I, when I go to Knobles now, like I'll leave the phone in the car and just, it's just me and my family in the park, like back when we were kids, like there's not that distraction. Um, so it's interesting, like how you're saying that, you know, as a, as a musician, as a content creator that, you know, you have to, you kind of have to be like how you're, you know, you, you see how it's important to like, you know what, not tonight, let's just put it aside and like, let's enjoy yeah. each other. Let's enjoy the music. Let's, let's practice. Let's maybe write something new or whatever it might be. Like that's a, that's a cool well, moment. It, it, and if you hired like a brand strategist for your podcast, they'd come in and they'd be like, well, John, you know, you've got a lovely family. You should film yourself with the family because people really resonate with that. And then it's like, then you have to pull the phone out at Knobles yeah. and you got to film yourself and you miss the good moment. And I mean, maybe I'm already like old and I just don't get it. But there's a lot of times where I'm just like, I don't want to take a picture of the thing happening. I want to be in the thing that's happening. And that's right. what got me music in the first place, being present in the music. That was the best escape from my own mind. The last thing I want to do is intermediate that with a screen. So what do you do then? If if you don't like that part, that that's where I'm at now, you know? You almost have to hire somebody to like be the fly on the wall. Like yep. where you can just do what you're doing. And I have to worry about recording something yourself, like pay somebody again, it's going to cost you a lot of money. I actually did it for, um, uh, I, I partnered with a, a brewery and we created my own beer called pop goes yeah. Porter. And we donated the proceeds to my high school's music program. But like I paid someone cause I, I wanted to be part of the process, but I also wanted to have it like 
a for content and b just a, a memory that um you know when i'm 80 years old i could say hey that was a cool moment and look back on that so i mean i think that's probably the route to go right but again it costs a lot of money so yeah i mean that's the thing that i realized pretty quickly it was i was like okay there is a route where you can kind of pay for people to help you out and now i'm looking around i'm like okay just quit my job <laughs> like yeah, if i don't do this myself and i have to pay for it what am i going to do so i ended up going out and getting like a music career started this whole music career in this music education company and now i take that money which and the, and the contacts that i meet from that job and then i kind of pour that back into the music so that's been like the best route for me so far you talk about that i didn't know that you were doing that yeah so I did an online, I did like an online program years ago that taught me how to produce. It was a company called mastering.com. And I loved the program. That was what got me to the point where I produced Say Hello, which was my first song. Um, so when I quit my job on Wall Street, they were hiring uh, just a couple of like sales guys. I was like, okay, I should make a little money to put into ads and whatnot. And then I came into the company and I just fell in love with it, fell in love with its team and everything that was going on. And then I worked my way up to become the GM for the company. So basically run that day to day. And then I meet loads of producers every day through that job that I then leverage that network and then the money that I make from that career into my own music. So for example, like um, there's a guy named Damian Keys. He's a really popular like indie music kind of guru on YouTube. And I ended up meeting him through this job. And when we were out in Nashville, he came out and filmed a bunch of content for me. Um, I got like tons of new content that he just did for me just as a favor and stuff. So it's it's a lot more aligned with what I want to do than the Wall Street trading job was. Um, and I'm hoping that that's the angle that I can kind of come into the music industry from. I mean, if nothing else, at least you're doing something uh, for a living that you also enjoy. Yeah. Well, that's why I said like, this is the best decision that I ever made. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you like how much I, I love that job um, compared to where I was. So yeah. yeah, even just taking the leap and going towards music has led me to someplace infinitely better already. And then on top of that, still making music, releasing music, playing shows. So just kind of waiting for something to catch. And two years ago, I think you were, I think you were in Scranton. Well, I think you had gone actually, you were actually recording in, in Florida. Florida. Yeah. But I think you were like, that was a kind of a vacation or a getaway for the winter. Uh, but yep. you had been living in Scranton. And now I think you're in Nashville, right? Yeah. So we were, since then, we moved to New York City, then from New York City to Nashville. And then now we're trying to lock up a place long term in Nashville, but with like the housing market being the way that it is been extre extremely difficult so we're now back in scranton for like a couple months okay. and then we're gonna go back down to nashville hopefully so we've moved like five times in the last three years which has just been hectic and i got <laughs> married that's i was gonna say, I say we, i got married <laughs> yeah you were you were engaged last time we spoke and uh, i think yep. i was gonna ask if you got you got married since then yeah i went through everything you did it you did it plan. Yep. that's good so. that's good i don't recommend it for everyone <laughs> it's, okay. it's good ah, it's it. it's yeah i mean you know when you find the right person and 
Uh, it sounds like, you know, you have, and obviously I, I have, we've been together for almost 15 years and married for seven of them. Uh, it's challenges, right? You know, it's relationships in general, like whether it's a boss or a coworker or a girlfriend or a wife, it's, they're all challenging in their own, their own way. So, but congrats. Funny. Oh, thank you. I remember when I got married, I was like, well, I used to write all my songs about like heartbreak and stuff like that. I was like, what am I going to write? Am I going to be too happy? Am I not going to have to write anymore? And then pretty quickly I was like, oh, there's plenty of stuff to be depressed about. How <laughs> <laughs> is that hard to write Turn sad on the fucking songs. TV, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. There's no shortage of, of things to, to mope about. <laughs> so I've done fun continuing to write. That's good. I was, I would, like, if I was ever a songwriter, I always said, like, I would need to write about, like, how I felt. And I was never in a place where I was ever, like, depressed or in a dark place. And I feel like songs about those things are, like, better uh, than, like, you know, everything's great and butterflies and unicorns and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But, uh, I, I agree with you. Like, I think. I thought a lot about this, which is when you're unhappy or you're sad, then there's work to do, right? Like you want to get back to being happy. When you're happy, you could just sit in that. There's nothing to do. You could just sit in being happy because it's, it's great. But when you're sad, there's like work that needs to be done. And I think music is a tool for a lot of people to do that work. Mm -hmm. And that's why I tend to resonate a lot more with like sadder music. Um, that's why I write primarily sadder music because it's more of a tool. When I'm happy, I don't, I don't want to write a song. Just sit in my happiness. I'm happy. I don't need to write, you know? Yeah. It's like when I'm sad like, and I'm trying to work through things and I can't, that's when I'll you know, like write a song. The only person that I know of that's done uh, a great job um, creating happy songs or at least continuing to write songs in a happy place is the lead singer for Blue October, okay. Justin Furstenfeld. Um, he used to be in a dark place, drugs, alcohol, uh, you know, lost his family, lost his daughter. And, um, he is a success story in that he turned his life around. Like one day, just, you know, just realized like, this is not how I want to live. Mm. He's sober now and he has his family. And um, it's almost like, he's like one of those guys, like when I see him and when I, I see him interact with his fans, it's almost like, is this real? Like, are you this like happy and like just thankful and gracious, like for the life you have or like, it's so over the top and I think it's very genuine, but it's like almost like, how is this possible? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, usually, you're too you nice. that, usually you see that wane after a period of time, like people have an experience that like, they're like, Oh, appreciate every moment. Yeah. And then like a week later you see them and they're back to like throwing people the finger at. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been doing it for like 10 years, maybe longer. I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm so happy for him. He's yeah. actually a great guy. Um, I think the minute I realized he was like a genuine dude was when um, I used to work at a radio station and he performed in our auditorium and uh, our theater or whatever you want to call it. And I had my son at the time. He was like maybe five months old. That was like April of 2018. And then I think it was that year, whatever it might be. But then I saw Justin again, six months later and he saw 
my wife and I, and the first thing he said was, Hey, it's so great to see you guys. How is your son doing? Oh yeah. Holy shit. Like you remember that moment? Yeah. That's that. It's like little things like that that make you realize if someone's a person or, or I guess sees you as a person. Yeah. It was wild. I mean, he sees thousands of people every day. Like, yeah, it's just wild. Yeah, you're happy. Really cool. you're, I'm glad you're happy. Things are, you know, things are good. Like, you know, like you got a show yeah. come up in Scranton, but like, um, yeah, you released the EP and was it late 2021, mid 2021. Yeah. Yep. And then released the Paris single. Um, and that's a cover, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a 1975 cover. Love that band. Yeah. Their new album is phenomenal. Yeah. I saw them play that album on this last tour in Nashville, which was pretty sick. The yeah. venue was terrible, but surprisingly, but they that's were funny. great. But but that's been over a year now. I mean, um, so the EP, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Because, oh man, I mean, we bounced around like so much in twenty twenty one. And I was just like, after a little, so I quit the job. I released the first EP and the first EP was just like, just like my introduction, right? It was just like me being like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a musician and like, here's my attempt at it. And then the second EP, I was like, you know, not that anybody's like watching my progression, but I was like, okay, I need to like evolve. I need to mature. I need to kind of like find my sound. And I need to like, you know, you know, for playlisting, it has to sound a certain way. And like, and I just, and it ended up becoming this extremely stressful process that, you know, suddenly when music went from being like the thing that I did when I wasn't doing my job that I hated to now, this is the thing that I have to do in order to have some sort of future. um, It became way more stressful. And after that second EP, I was like, I need to kind of like reapproach my relationship with music because it was like it had gone to like a less healthy place. And I was finding like I would sit down to try and write something and I would get stressed. And I used to sit down to relax myself and write, you know, to relax myself. And um, I was finding myself getting stressed. I was like, I got to kind of reapproach this. So I was like, I'm just going to take a couple months off, not write. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of stuff started kind of just falling out and then now i have like a couple new songs that are like on the way but more of a 2023 thing i guess that's good it's funny how sometimes you got to take a step back from what you're doing because you're so so you're so immersed in it and almost can't see what they call it the forest of the trees um so it's good to recognize that and kind of take a step back and say okay let's like uh reevaluate this well, yeah, because two years ago when we first talked and I was like releasing my first stuff, you had this idea that it was just going to be like a straight line trajectory. I was just like, I'm going to take the money that I made. I'm going to put it into ads. It's going to go like this. And I remember I landed like my first Spotify editorial playlist and I was like, okay, cool. Like I made it. It's like record labels are going to come calling. And I was like, just went right back down to and then once you hit that point, you're like, okay, I need to find something sustainable here. That's like, I'm going to enjoy 
Yeah. And I'm still kind of trying to figure out what that is. Did you ever like think about giving up? Um, it's not so much giving up as much as it is whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And I had to kind of like make my peace with that. Like the reason I quit my job wasn't to make it as an artist. It was to say when I'm 90 years old and I look back, I gave it like a proper shot. So as long as I feel like I'm doing that, then I'm okay saying like, it will be whatever it's going to be. You know, maybe, maybe that means that, you know, I play a couple shows. Some people know my music and that's as far as it goes. In which case, great. I didn't want to not do it because I was afraid to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's hard to let the dream like vision kind of die. Cause when you're, you know, in the office job, you're picturing what it's going to be like, you have this crazy trajectory you can play shows and you know mass is great and then it's like okay maybe you don't ever get there and that's okay but it is hard, hard to like let that die you know yeah well i mean it sounds like from the day job you have like it, it, it kind of like you have opportunities within there to you know meet somebody or you know or moving to nashville and <clears throat> kind of be better connected in that kind of scene and and you know uh, that life, like those are good steps. Yeah. It's just like lottery tickets. It's like you got to just buy as many lottery tickets as you can. And maybe one of them is going to hit the way that I'm kind of like viewing it right now. is like potential energy. It's like, if I continue to make good music and I put it out there and I try my hardest to promote it, then it may be eventually something you'll catch. And I have enough things out there and enough of a network now that like you know something might click and i don't know when that's going to be so i'm not like sitting around like hyper focused on it it's just sort of like i'm just going to make it i'm going to enjoy the process and then if something clicks it clicks and if it doesn't then i did what i could do you know it's part of like the uh like the excitement to a degree right like i mean i'm not i don't want to relate this podcast to you as a musician um because I, well, I I feel like I've, I'm, I love doing this. I I am committed to it. I I do it. You know, every week, you know, week in week out. Uh, so I'm definitely like dedicated, right? But like, it's not paying my bills. It's it's not um, anything like that. But I feel like I'm always like possibly one step away from like talking to the right person or interviewing the right person or someone seeing an interview that I've that I've done and that taking me to a different level. Like you never know, right? Yeah. And I actually, I relate to you a lot on this because I remember when you launched your podcast, it wasn't like you were like every other guy in 2020 who was like, I'm going to start a podcast. It was like, you were making a legitimate push at it, right? Like you got your branding in place. You had your strategy in place. You had, you were consistent. You did it week in, week out, right? And that's like, it was noticeably different than somebody else who just bought a USB mic and was going to be like, Hey, me and my friends are funny. We're going to talk for like two hours, you know, yeah. and like throw it up on Spotify and then they, they stop after like two weeks or whatever. Um, and that's how I felt about it. I was like, if I'm going to, I'm going to do it right. And that's what we talked about last time, which was yeah. like, I'm going to run ads and I'm going to like try and break 
I love Scranton, but I want to kind of try and find my footing in different demographics. And it's hard, but you know, here we both are two years later, still doing it. And now we have enough of like a portfolio and a background to go, Hey, like we're in the position to get lucky, you know? Yeah. And that's half the battle sometimes, right? Sometimes if there's a saying, it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah or, or you got to make the money a lottery ticket or whatever, something yeah. like that. You know, you got to work hard to get in the position to be lucky. And there's something like, there's like, there's a saying, I wish, I wish I remembered it. I've been thinking about the saying a lot. And I, I failed to look it up, but it's something like, Preparation is, oh shit, I don't even want to try and remember it because I'm going to fuck oh, it up. Oh, is that like a 90% perspiration, 5% that one? No, something like, ah, damn it, such a good, such a good quote. But it, it's, it's, it's along the lines of like just being, being prepared when your number, when your, your number's called, your name's called, like, you know, yeah. do the work, you know, be ready for when, when that moment comes, because, you know, you don't know if it's going to come, but if it does, you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have enough songs that I could play a show, you know, like I have enough songs that I could like submit for sync placement or, you know, for record label, like, you know, you have to do so much work now. Back in the days, people used to take flyers on bands that they liked and they would just pour a bunch of money and they'd be, you know, lock them in a room and just be like, make an album. But nowadays, you lock yourself in the room. You have to make the entire album. You have to promote the entire album. And then right before it's about to pop off, maybe someone steps in and throws some money your way. So you have to do 99% of the work nowadays. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think you did it. You created a video too um, as part of the mm. EP. I feel like you were in the woods somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh you? yeah. Oh dude. Yeah, this is height of the NFT bubble. I guess <laughs> I was literally the top I was the top of the telco performance was the top of the NFT bubble. But this is goes to how I was trying to get creative about marketing myself was I approached this NFT project which had like 60,000 people in their community. And I went to the guys who were running it and I was like, "Hey, I'll play a free live stream for your community just to build hype for your project. And he was like, great, like done, like let's do it. And so we went out into the forest and we like themed it around their NFT project and we recorded like four songs and he gave us each one of their NFTs each, which at the time were like 1200 bucks each. So it was like the best paying gig I've ever had. I did hold that NFT though, which is probably like, you know, $0 now, but like, um, and then they pushed it out to all 60,000 people or whatever in their community and stuff like that. So I'm like constantly like, how can I just think of a different angle to come at them yeah. from aside from just trying to lip sync my song on a, in a car on TikTok? Right. I just can't bring myself to do it. I can't, I can't figure out like, like TikTok, like I use TikTok because it's it's funny. And I, well, I consume TikTok because it's funny. Like I don't create stuff because I don't think I'm funny, and I just don't have the time or the the talent to piece things together. Actually, I was going to do uh, Carl Hall. Unfortunately, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that venue, Carl Hall in Wilkesbury, uh, last weekend, uh, December 
12th, I think it was, December December 10th was their last show. Great lineup. Um, and I was going to do like this, like, like kind of like tribute. I, was, I got out of my car and I was like, oh, you know, it's a nice last show at Carl Hall. It's going to be great. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Mary, for creating the space for all these like local musicians to have a place to call their own and, you know, a place to perform and all that kind of shit. Right. So then I like did that. And then a video walking up to the, the outside sign. And then I did a video like walking down the steps into the venue. And then I did a video like going into like, um, like the, the venue, like the doors where they, like the band is actually playing on and the crowd and everything. And I don't want to do it the next day to kind of piece together. And I'm like, this is fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is right. such trash. I'm like, what uh, am I doing? I'm like, I don't know how to mute the fucking background noise. So that doesn't like, so I was trying to like speed up certain parts, which I could figure that out, but like it would have that quick, like, and I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, if I ever make it, it's not going to be me that's doing my socials because yeah. I have the same problem. I've tried like a couple and it's just like, this is pathetic. Like <laughs> I'll put it out and just be like, this is just pathetic. And so what I've resorted to now which you probably see on my Instagram stories the last couple of days is I'm, just, I'm like, I'm just going to make stuff that I find funny. And if I, all I'm going to do is lose followers. I was like, but you know, I'm just gonna make stuff that I find funny. So I like spent 30 bucks on some like AI, like avatar who will say whatever you type in. And I'm just like running ads to my show via those AI avatars. And then oh, just sure. say dumb stuff. And I was like, you know what? I think it's hilarious. I lose followers every time I post them. So it clearly doesn't resonate, but you know what? I'm over, I'm over <laughs> trying it, to guess. Is it this telco testimonial? Yeah. Yeah. Some, he's an AI guy. Yeah. Talking about how telco saved his life, how my music saved his life. His songs are not bad. What the yeah. fuck is a telco? I mean, I can't even hear it. I'm just looking at, I, I'm laughing inside. See, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, not going to try and chase. I'm just gonna make stuff I find funny and people get it, they get it. One time Here. he showed up to a pep rally with his pet ferret on a leash and said it was our school mascot. If I knew he had the voice of an angel, I wouldn't have given him such a hard time. I guess I'm just insecure. Yeah, that's my high school bully. I created an AI avatar <laughs> of my high school bully. That's funny. That's funny. It's weird. It's it's like shouldn't after my wife left me and my dogs moved out. I felt pretty lost. That's when I first heard Minus Nine by Telco. When he said, it's not as bad as it seems to be, it really made me think. It really isn't as bad as it seems to be. He's right. My gosh, he's right. Thank you, Telco. See? I went to high school with Telco. <laughs> I've outsourced my ads. I, mean, I love it. I think it's funny. It's creative. What am I going to do? I'm gonna get sit in my car and lip sync my song and and pretend to cry at my own music. What what can I I, I don't know what to do. What it, right? What do you do? Especially as a as a man, right? I mean, we're not attractive, you know. It's like we've got nothing going for us. I mean, women can literally just like pull their their shirt down a little bit and show like just a little bit of cleavage and ten thousand sure views. They're like, yeah, that's what you should do. Get a hot cool. girl. To get my wife to just be in telco. There you go. Whatever you want to do. Whatever works. There's something morally bankrupt about using my wife to. It's fine. I've reached that point. Like, honey, listen. It's it's yeah. it's 
it's this or nothing. Like we, we, <laughs> we want to live the good life. This is what we yeah, have to do. If you want Telco to be something, we need to do this. But it's even like that's the thing too, though, is that I'm getting sick of complaining about it. It's like become boring to be like the person who's like, oh, I'm not good at social media. Like, uh, like what am I gonna do? Like that's that's even boring to do. So you can't. You don't even have that avenue now. So it's like. Yeah, it's a self a self loathing thing, kind of. You know. Well, I mean, it's so it's weird. Old. You've got TikTok, which is which is like average view time is like four seconds, and then you've got Joe Rogan podcast, biggest podcast in the world, which is three and a half hour long form right. conversation. It's like, where are we as a society? Like, what niche? We're it's so. How do you approach that? You know what I mean like they won't listen to a whole album right but three and a half hour podcasts are like the number one way of like consuming podcasts at the same time everyone can't be asked to stay on one tiktok for more than two seconds so it's like it's i don't know man. i part of me is happy that like i don't have a career you know uh that's beholden of of living on those those uh platforms and i can just use it to you know kind of laugh and you know waste my life away with <clears throat> but in the same sense i wish i was able to utilize it for what i do well we talked about this last time which was like did we everybody everybody kind of complains about how spotify doesn't pay sure anybody anything but it's like if Spotify didn't exist, Telco wouldn't exist. Because nobody was going to be like, see the guy in the Patagonia sweater who's a trader who makes music in his bedroom, like, let's sign him. It never would have happened. Right. My music never would have seen the light of day unless it was for like Spotify or something like that. And lowering the barrier of entry to things like this. And anytime you lower the barrier of entry, you're just going to have tons more competition. So it's like, you know, it comes with the territory and, and I wouldn't be able to release my music for, for the era that we're living in. So in that way, I'm thankful, but it would have been nice to just be an old, talented musician who got signed by a record label and have them do all the work, you know? Yeah. Just like record a CD and just push that and, mm -hmm. you know, sell it to the back of your trunk. Well, yeah, because nowadays you got to produce it yourself, mm -hmm. right? Like, you have to play the instrument you have to you have to sing you have to produce it yourself you have to mix it yourself you have to master it yourself you have to distribute it you have to market it and then maybe somebody if it, if all that goes well somebody like maybe is slightly interested you know back in the day like you could have been just a freak guitarist player a guitarist and like someone would sign you just off your talent yeah. but again if that were the case I would have gotten nowhere. So yeah, I'd rather be in this environment than on the old one. Yeah. I mean, it's good, right? <clears throat> I would say the, the internet's a blessing and a curse. I think I may have said that last time too. I, I, I stick by that, you know? Yeah. It's a fucking dumpster, but I mean, what are we going to do? Go outside? Come on. Yeah, right. You can't. It's just like this is out there. Are you still enjoying it? Enjoying what? All the podcasts? Yeah, man, I, I really do. Um, it, it gets to a point sometimes where I think I, I made a post about this a few months ago, maybe back in May. Um, there's times where like I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm 40 years old. Like, 
So granted, I do this at night when my kids are sleeping. And so I, I make sure that I'm present in my my life with my wife and my kids and that kind of stuff. But like, like, what am I doing? Like, what's the end game with this? Like, what are you like? What are you really doing? And there's times where like, like 99% like you let those voices in and they're, they're telling you to quit. And they're telling you to quit. But then there's that 1% that like tells you not to. Mm. And thankfully that's louder than the 99%. Um, just, but there's times where I'm like, I don't want to like have a podcast tonight. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. But then when I'm doing it, I'm like, this is fucking great. I love doing this. Um, and then there's moments where you get to, you know, I've been fortunate where I've interviewed Everclear and Cold and, you know, bands like uh, the Verve Pipe, bands I, I fucking like, you know, knew in junior high that I loved. Like if 15 year old John knew that, you know, one day 39 year old John or 40 year old John would, you know, interview that person, like that'd be fucking mind blowing, right? So it's kind of cool. It's, it's, and I've been able to do a lot of cool stuff. Like I mentioned the beer thing earlier, um, uh, you know, creating the platform to, to, to do good things and, and help people and, and things like that. It's uh, very important to me and I find a lot of joy in it. I do. Um, but I don't know. It's like, how do I take it to the next level? Like, you know, I, I have some sponsors that, you know, contribute financially to a degree, some of it's like a handshake and a, you know, a pat on the back type scenario. Um, but it's like, do I really, do I, do I want to take this to the next level? Like, what does that look like? Um, do I need, you know, obviously I need more money. Um, I would love to have a studio where I can invite guests in. But I mean, a lot of these, I mean, you said you're a Scranton now? Yeah. So we could have done this in person, right? And a, a lot of mine could be done in person, but there's there's oftentimes like where I, I'm interviewing people from all over the place. So this, this format's good too. So it's like, I really have to figure out like what I want this to be and where I want to go. And I think that's my plan for 2023 is to kind of give it a better effort, so to speak. Mm. I don't know what that looks like still. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird. lot of it. What I've noticed, um, and I see this a lot too with the education company that I run now. It's like, it's a balance between strategy and execution. Like sometimes you have to have like the, you, you got to spend time thinking about the the vision, like where am I going? But 90% of the time you focus on just doing the thing over and over and over again. And what happens is if you just do it for a year or two years or three years, 90% of the people you were competing with are gone by that point because they've yeah. given up. Right. So it's like for every, you know, time that you almost quit, but you don't, you know, some other podcaster does. And most people don't make it past three weeks or four weeks or something. Right. So most people release, you know, one EP and or two EPs and then they quit or whatever. So it's like there's just merit in just continuing to go that I've noticed because it's very rare that you keep going and like you're get less listeners, you know. So like it'll build. It's just how sure. long are you willing to go? Yeah. And I don't, I mean, maybe this is all it is. Maybe it's just, I mean, I started because I wanted to continue being part of the local, you know, music scene, which I think I've, I've been able to do, right? Um, it's been a ton of fun, but I never wanted to limit it to just that. Cause I feel like, you know, if you have bigger names on there, you know, it brings more ears to the, the, 
the podcast in general. And maybe that person that was a huge fan of cold, you know, they see Telco and say, well, who the hell is this guy? And then they turn it on and they find out about Telco. And now Telco is their, you know, new favorite band or whatever it might be. So it's like, it's a cool thing. It's just, it's a lot of, it's not work, right? Like we're not working. Like all I'm giving up is my time, you know, having conversations. I mean, I spent my entire career in, you know, media and sales and shit like that, talking to people. I, I like doing it, but I mean, I think, I don't know. The hardest, the hardest thing for me, what it feels like is that you're, you're beholden to something that you can't like touch, like the algorithm. Yeah. Like, and again, it's boring to kind of complain about this stuff, but in a sense, like back in the day, if you wanted to get your CD on radio, there was a guy who physically, you know, he was going to take that disc and play it. Um, and you could get that guy that disc. If you stood out front of the radio station and the second he came out of his car, you you said, Hey man, you gotta play that. Like you there was at least somebody that you could get a hold of. Right. Nowadays it's like not only do you just like have to record content, post it into the ether, but it's like if something goes wrong, um, or your stuff's not getting pushed out or you're stuck at zero views or whatever, you can't even reach somebody like on the customer service side, let alone <laughs> the person who's gonna like make or break yeah. your music career. So like that's the thing that is most frustrating for me as you go, I want to take it to the next level, but I don't really know what the formula is. We can all, we all just take guesses about what the algorithm is going to like, and you try your best to like create something to feed that. Um, and we have no idea. So it's like, you're just waiting for something to catch, which is, frustrating yeah and then i feel like if you figure it out finally they'll change it again and it's like what the hell <laughs> well yeah and then hopefully you gotta have a fan base like hopefully you got the data from that yeah. fan base when it does pop off that was the mistake i made when i first launched this was i had this like huge influx of listeners right at the very beginning and then i didn't get any of their information myself i didn't get have a mailing list i didn't have them you know signing up for my newsletter and stuff so it's like in they came out they went spotify got all the data i don't get that and now it's like i can never re-engage those people that's another thing too it's like i feel like to me it's to a degree like all mailing lists it's like outdated but is it i don't maybe, maybe it's not it's like how do you this open for you. Depends on what you're using it for. Yeah, I mean, I guess, right? I, I don't know. It's just like so. Like, if you have something to sell, eventually at some point, the mailing lists are great. Like sure. for the business, like that we're working, like we use our mailing list all the time. Or if Telco is going to sell merch, you know, then you want those customers' data. Otherwise, I have to go to Instagram and pay for right. an ad. I can't even reach my own followers on Instagram. Forget new people. I post something and I, and you can't even reach 10% of your own followers anymore. So it's like, you know, I've got, you know, 2,100 followers on Instagram. If I post something, maybe like 100 people see it, 150 people. Yeah. Why, why don't I have these followers in the first place? So now you got to pay to reach your own followers. Right. It's, it's just, Yo, if you Come need on. merch, if you need merch, I know a guy. Dude, I know. I think I I was actually thinking about hitting you up 
for the show coming up. And I was like, I wonder if it's too tight of a timeline. Plus, no, I always buy more. No, no, let's do it. This is a time merch. And then I always am like, oh, we'll sell it. And then it's like my mom's friend will be like, I know that's the biggest, it's the hardest thing about having merch, right? Um, I feel bad for bands because like it's a, it's a, it's an investment, right? You buy these mm-hmm. shirts and you hope that, you know, there's enough people who like your music and come to the show and, and buy it. Right. So you like, you know, maybe you make, you know, let's say you bought this, you bought it for 10 bucks and you're selling it for 15 or 20 bucks. Like, you know, you're kind of getting a return on the investment that you can kind of use to take and put into Facebook ads or put in Instagram ads or whatever it might be. But then like a show comes and you play and maybe you sell five shirts and maybe you bought a hundred of them. And now you're like, okay, I have, now I have 95 shirts. What the fuck am I going to do with it? There's a definitely a, a challenge there. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I've made that mistake. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's tough. Um, My first EP, I bought vinyl. I look back and I'm like, I was like, where did I think this was going to go? Like, yeah. what did I think I was releasing into the world that I was just going to like sell a bunch of vinyl? I was like, I, I, it's crazy. Well, I think but I spent so much. Yeah. Well, I think for you, it's, it's, a, it's one of those things like it's cooler for you to yeah. say, Hey, I, I made a record and I put it out on vinyl like this. Like it's a selfish thing, whether you know it or not, because like I did the same thing. I work for a t-shirt company. I got a bunch of merch made. I'm actually wearing my own shit right now. Yeah, I blow mine all the time. Well, people like bust my boss. You're like, hey, why are you wearing your own shirt? I'm like, well, if I don't promote myself, who's going to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, exactly. I mean, I I I bought a bunch of stuff, and uh, I I'm almost afraid to even try selling it because I feel like I'm peddling like garbage almost. Like, I mean, I love what I do. Like, the, I think the shirt's a clever shirt because it's a ripoff of Buffalo Trace uh, whiskey. Um, but my, my stupid face is on it. Like, I'm like, I feel like I feel weird about that. I feel like you know, and like, who wants to buy a shirt for a podcast that no one knows about, right? Yeah. So for yeah, and I feel like if I try if I try to present it, people are buying it because they feel bad for me. Like, oh, we better, <laughs> we better fucking buy Popko's shirt because he's fucking, like, like I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I'll take it. If people feel bad and buy my merch, I would, t- I will happily take that. It's so point. weird, but like, it's not. It's a mindset thing, man. You got genuine fans out there that like like what you're doing and appreciate what you're doing, and the people that do buy it to support you. It's like yeah. most people who buy merch don't do it because they want the merch; they do it to support the person. And so, yeah. like, you would happily do that for someone else, you know? Yeah, let, let somebody for you, you know. Funny story. This is probably the coolest merch story that I have, and I probably that, that I'll ever have. <clears throat> I um, I wore my shirt to um my vasectomy, and the nurse who was like prepping me, like she's like giving me here's the bag that you put all your clothes in, blah blah. Um, I put your shoes in here, I put this in here, blah blah. She's like, the Popco project. What what is that? She's like, oh, podcast. And I said, yeah. It's a podcast. I interview bands. I've you know interviewed X Y Z. She's like, that's really cool. My daughter loves music. She said, do you have some for sale? And I said, yeah. I mean, you know, I have them at home. I don't have them with me. I'm <laughs> I didn't bring it to my vasectomy, you know. Yeah. And uh, she's like, can I give you money? Can you can mail and mail me one for my daughter? I'm like, 
Sh- sure. <laughs> like, do you have Venmo? I can, you know, like you can just Venmo me if you want to. She's like, oh, yeah, I have that, but no, I'll, I'll just give you cash. I give it to your wife. Should I give it to you? I'm like, stand there, kind of like, well, I don't really have anywhere to put it except for this bag you just gave me, and I, and I, I'll take that. I'll just give it to your wife. And she fucking gave me money for a fucking T-shirt. She, um, you know, on, on the honor system. She figured that you know she she yeah trust figured that yeah it was just it was and I'm I'm <laughs> getting a vasectomy and I'm selling a fucking t-shirt and you made money yeah I made fifteen bucks it, that's like um I had like not very different I wasn't getting a vasectomy but uh similar sort of experience which was like I played my sh- first show out in New York City. And of course it was like, you know, my family and like my friends showed up and I was sick. Like I loved it. It was great. There's one guy, shout out to Marlon. He's listening. One guy, pure fan, didn't know him, never met him, just loved my music, showed up to the concert, front row, like singing all the words to the songs. And I had no clue who he was. And I was like, I was like, just to have one person that was doing that, that was just like a pure fan was like, cool enough. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, and I'll just keep doing it. And then one fan will be two. And then you have five nurses hitting you up for merch. Well, I mean, and you're like, gonna be like, what's going on here? Well, if I didn't wear my, sh- my own shirt that day to my, my vasectomy, I wouldn't. Dude, when you money. get it reversed, no. snip, when you get the no. snip snap, no, You'll, it's your best merch selling opportunity. Can I get the same nurse <laughs> so I can have a repeat sale? A couple more, yeah. Where your new line emerged to the to the procedure. I forget her name. But yeah, she she put it in an envelope. I said, put your cell phone number on there. Just like, you know, God forbid something goes wrong, I can call you if I need to. I should have texted her to see if she got the shirt to send to her daughter. I'm assuming she did. I mean, I sent it out, but <clears throat> that was a wild. Yeah. That was the, one of the most bizarre. Uh, scenario. So yeah, to the guy who asked me why I wear my own shirt. There you go. <laughs> yeah, merch is tough. Things. Merch is tough. Yeah. Um, and there's there's different things you can do, right? You can, you know, a lot there's a lot of online uh, sources where you can essentially, uh, you know, create your own stores, and we can do that free at Axelrod too if you want to. But where you can, you know, have like images where people can buy them and maybe the store's open for X amount of weeks and then the store closes and we print them all at the same time. So there's no concern for, uh, you know, backstock and, and right. shit like that. So there's options out there. Yeah. yeah. Th- that, that was kind of like my approach coming into music was like, it's going to be a money losing venture for me. So I might as well accept that and find a career that supports it and maybe it intersects at some point where i actually start making more money than i'm losing but we're like very much in the red right now um but you know it takes one thing it's it'll take one thing that's what i always say man that's i've I've said it before on this podcast and maybe not with you but just like it it only takes one Mm -hmm. it takes one person that has the power to like, you know, if they heard Telco and they heard your music and they said, I want to take that and push it. And I have the power to do that. Just, it takes one person, 
one person to hear this or see this and share it to a million fans or whatever it might be. Like it only takes one. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which yeah. is so cool. That's what kind of keeps me going too. It's like, you never know. Yeah. It's like, make sure you're always having the best conversations, your best guests. Like for me, it's like, I always want my next song to be my best song. And like the, the two that I have now, I'm like, cool. This is like my best stuff. And it's like, just keep doing that. And then you wait for all of that potential energy that you're putting into the world to eventually turn into some kinetic energy at some point. And who knows, but I mean, it's been two years and... <laughs> oh, let me ask you a question. Jaded, but happy. Let me ask you a question. I feel yeah. like you know, the old school approach of, of playing shows is kind of like, yeah, you can do ads on Facebook and reach thousands of people. Yeah. You can you know, do the same on Instagram, thousands of people. <clears throat> what do you think about playing shows? Like, and I know like, you know, when you started, it was during a pandemic or, or right before it or whatever it might be. And like, now it's like, we're, we're out of it. Like things are still like open, but things are still like, maybe you can still get it. Who knows? But like, is is there merit in still, you know, performance shows? And I feel like you haven't done a lot of shows. Yeah, is that something that you're kind of, um, you know, exploring? Yeah, the, I mean, the honest truth was, it was born during the pandemic where it was like shows were off the table, and then, so that was like the first layer. The second layer is it was I'm a solo project and anybody who knows me I'm like not an instrumentalist I, I can barely play piano that's it that's why I write all my songs on is on piano and then I like always work with musicians that are far more talented than me so it was like okay how do I how do I play shows I need a band that's going to be able to be able and willing to play my music um and that was like the second thing so I had to like get a band together eventually we did that we played our first show in new york city and then we were moving to nashville and it was like i gotta start all over again so that's part of it i'm definitely insecure about putting a band together because i don't view myself i don't think i view myself as a musician really like because i came from this outsider world i just always have this imposter syndrome where i'm always really self-conscious to like ask people to play my music um and so like even in nashville ran into that where i'm like you know approaching people and being like oh i'm a you're a musician i'm a musician like we should you know link up and collaborate or something i'm like it's just not in my nature and i know that's like an insecurity thing i'm trying to get over that so the easiest way to do that is here back home where I know people and they know me and like people are stoked to play like got an amazing band for the show coming up. It's just you have like, a show coming up? No way. <laughs> just, a, just a little plug. We're going to promote uh, a show on this? What? <laughs> oh. Yeah, but it's like I that's what I would love to be doing. That's what got me into music was I, I loved to play music and I love to sing and I love to sing my own songs and stuff. So like if I could play shows all the time but it's just logistically hard because then even if you can get a band that's willing to play it's like what am i going to do play a show in pittsburgh for like 
how do I find fans in Pittsburgh? Maybe it's just it's just too much moping. Probably it's just going to be more action to a know? degree. I think I think maybe and not to be not to be harsh. It's like, I think it's like one of those things where I I understand it's an insecurity that you have, but like I think you just got to do it. I mean, <clears throat> I think this the show you have come up on January sixth is a, is a great opportunity. I mean, granted you're you're cherry picking people that you know to have this as part of your band for the show. I want you to talk about the show and who you have playing with you, but like, you know, that's kind of like the, the test run. Like you, you know, you're probably, you're probably hesitant to even ask those guys or girl. Yeah. I'm not sure who they are yet, but, um, you know, when you, I think when you, you know, make, <clears throat> when you plant your roots in, in, uh, Nashville, uh, in a few months or whatever it might be like, I think you got to put yourself out there. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I, I believe in you and your music and I feel like, you know, you reach the right people and kind of say, Hey, this is what I've got going on. Like I need a guitarist or I need a drummer or whatever it might be. Um, I don't think it's going to be hard to, to find, especially in that, yeah. that atmosphere and that, uh, that, uh, city. Um, and I understand it's like, it's weird. And I understand it's like awkward, right? But yeah. that's the only way you're going to do it. Yeah. In my opinion. And what the fuck do I know? I I, I know nothing. No. But like, I feel like if you, got, if you got a band and you started playing out once a week, twice a week, whatever it might be, that's going to gain you a bigger following on social media as well. Like then, you know, posting up... AI <laughs> videos. I mean, yeah, they're right. funny, but I mean that, that, that at that point you're, you're gaining an audience and then you're, you know, creating content for them and they yeah. laugh and they, right. they, they tell their, their friends or whatever it might be like, dude, I mean, I think you're very talented. Like, and I think like you need to understand that and just fucking do it. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And, and you're spot on. And and that's what I want to do in 2023 is like, you know, I've spent like, I've gone this far. I, I quit my job for this. It's like the last thing that I can let stand in the way is like a dumb mindset thing. And so it's like, whether I'm in Nashville, whether I'm here, whether I'm in New York, whatever, it's like, I'm going to, I got to just go. That That's like the next thing I got to just do. And it's like, whatever happens happens, but I'm, I put in way too much work to let a mindset thing kind of just stay sure. in the way of it. And, what, and what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Right. What's the worst that could happen? Right. You're right back where you are right now. Yeah. What is it? It's not a terrible place, but that's, that's like, if that's I do floor. this, if I do this, I get here. If I mm -hmm. don't do this, I stay here, like, which is fine. Right. But like, just have this you always have this like idea that you have to be like this shredder virtuoso like in instrumentalist but like you know I, I wrote all these songs and produced them like you know it's just a different skill set and i've always can kind of hid from that as opposed to embracing it and, and that's why i gotta move towards in 2023 is like i did the work i have the songs i've had some traction on them i've played some shows 2023 it's like forget the whole insecurity imposter syndrome and just be like i'm a musician whether you like it or not and yeah. i'm just gonna put my stuff out there you know and i mean what was i gonna say it, you, you said it. you you have you, 
everything produced. Like you're, you're not a fly by night kind of guy. Like you have all this, this catalog of material. You can say, this is what I've done. Like, you know, you're not some yeah. stoner saying, Hey man, let's start a band. It'd be, it'd be cool. We yeah. get some chicks, right? Like it's like, no, here's, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I, I want to take this and take it to the next level. Like, let's go on this journey together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like when we first talked last time, I was just starting. So it would have been a lot like that. It would have been like, Hey man, I'm putting a band together. It's <laughs> going to be sick. And people would have been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, I'm not joking around. You know? And that's what I want to find people who are like, Hey, like I want to build this thing, you know? Um, and if I can get a couple of folks on board for that, it's like, I feel good about where we are. Yeah. All you gotta do is ask. I'm telling you. Right. I'm telling Dude. you. How easy it was for this show. What's that? It's like for this show coming up, it's just like it just asked and everybody yeah, was dude. like, oh, of course. Yeah, so let's talk about it. January yeah. 6th. Yes. What sucks? You guys, my kids, my kids' birthday party that day. His, his uh, birthday is oh. December 27th. So we have, we typically have his birthday after the holidays and after New Year's and shit like that. So family can kind of yeah. come and not worry about the whole hustle and bustle. Um, so I'm hoping to be able to like do that, do do that, do the birthday thing, come home, put the kids to bed, and like I'm going to the show. Push um, the set off. What's that? I'll push the set off. We'll delay. I'll yeah. show up later. Yeah. Like so, I'm like, I've been dying to see you play. Uh, you've hinted at who you have um, as as bandmates for the show. I want to talk about that. James Barrett, who is one of my favorite musicians from uh northeastern pennsylvania is on that too like yeah and if, if it's it's at the uh scranton cultural center correct yeah. in the um Sh- shopland hall yeah he had his uh cd release party there in two was it 2021 i don't yeah. know september i think it was last year um it's a series of mostly nothing uh that was that show was incredible. Um, between the band he has and just his uh, just his stage presence, and it's the songs are just I can't I can't speak highly enough of James Barrett, and I, I, I always shout his name from the rooftops when I'm in the position to do so. And um, you know, with him and, and you there, it's going to be an awesome show. So tell me a little bit about uh, that, that night and what we can expect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love James. And I ran into him a couple of times, just obviously because we we're both musicians in, in the area. And I was like, I was like, well, we should just, we should set something up. It would be a great show. And and he's, the, the great thing about James is that he's like very much like we need to push the Scranton music scene. And to his credit, I feel like in my mind, I was always like, I'm going to have to go to New York. Or I'm going to have to go to Nashville to find music scene. And James was like, here, like we're going to bring music from out of here. And I always really respected him for that. Like with the festival he set up and everything. And I was like, you know what? Like we should just do something. We should get a show set up. So I bumped into him at a bar and we just got to talking to him. We were like, oh, let's, let's, let's do it. So we got it set up. And then, um, so I've got the guys from Modern Ties who are going to play for me, which is another local band. Um, which guys? Which, all of them. 
<laughs> I, I recruited all of them. Yeah. So the entire modern ties band is uh playing for Telco. So oh, shit. plus plus duds uh who you've had on the show, yeah. Michael McDonald. Um so that's Telco 2.0. Um I love it. Around. so which is cool because yeah, I grew up watching I mean, I grew up like everybody's seen modern ties play. If you're from Scranton, you've seen them in yeah. Black Ties too. Modern, yeah, modern ties was uh, black tie stereo. Um, they're just great guys, and I, I and Jesse is in James's band. Yeah, so he'll be doing double duty that night. That's good. And it was cool because it was like one of those moments where I was like Steve Murphy, obviously the guitar or the yeah. pianist for modern ties. Like he is the virtuoso guy that I was like, oh, I, I got to be that. And so to like work together with him to play telco songs like it's freaking awesome man so like the show is gonna be great band's gonna be great the lineup's great we also have glass mask playing from wilkes bear which is awesome um so i'm like beyond stoked for it and it's like first show i've ever played here in scranton so get to pull in all the favors ask all the family and friends and uh it's gonna be awesome man i can't wait for it i'm pumped like I don't get out a lot. There, there's certain days that I I, I uh, circle on the calendar, and this is definitely one of them. Um, what uh, what time does that start? Jeez, I should know that. I think eight. I think eight is when the f- was when glass goes on. Maybe doors at seven. This is more a question for me. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I'm just curious. Uh, no, nah, I think I think that's right. It's an easy Google. Yeah. Um, just just go like Telco on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. You'll figure it out. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. Got some new new songs too that we're gonna play, which is exciting. Um I got, I got it. I got it. Uh doors at seven PM. Uh get your tickets now because they are seventeen seventy five. Seventy five. Uh, day day of the show is twenty five dollars or twenty three dollars. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Twenty three. It's a weird font. So save save yourself almost five bucks. Yep. Get them ahead of time. Makes it us happy. Makes the cultural center happy. Um. Which, yeah. It's it's great to see the cultural center taking taking the show on too. Because um, like I said, James's release party was awesome. Um. I, I don't think people understand the the amount of talent uh, that this area produces, um, which is a shame. Um, and I can only do so much, and you know, James can only do so much, and you can only do so much to kind of talk about that and promote it. Um, I wish it was a better way to get people out of their homes and to these shows because they're they're it's just. I can't I can't speak highly enough uh about this area and the 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 talent that's here. Yeah, I'm I appreciate everything that you've done for local music because it's like we we there is so much talent. It's just telling people and getting people to believe it is the hard part. It's like we it's a great lineup, it's gonna be an amazing show. It's like we should sell that out. You know, yeah. it's just getting people to know and to say like I don't have to go to New York. I don't have to go to Nashville. Like, pff, I've made the mistake 
to find talent, you know, like yeah. I can, I can go a couple blocks away and have a, an amazing, amazing show. So yeah, I hope, hopefully a word gets out and I appreciate you doing your part to promote it. And hopefully we, we can pack the place and put on a great night. Yeah. I'm actually not familiar with glass mask and they're from Wilkesbury, which is a uh, shame on me, but what That's style the, are they on the list? They're like indie pop, I believe. Okay. Yeah. That's sweet. I would say. Yeah. So it could be cool. If you like indie stuff. Love it. This is the show. Well, I'll call you Mike, right? I can call you Mike. You can call me anything. You can call me whatever you want. Tel- Telco's the, the stage name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely Telco. Call yeah. me Telco. Hey, Telco. What's up? Yeah. But um, I hope that this show, right? I hope this show is like your launch pad for 2023. And I hope you take it as that, right? Like it's January 6th. It's this, this could set the tone for Telco in 2023. Yeah. Right. Um, blow the roof off, kill it and use that as inspiration to, you know, whenever you move to Nashville, whatever it might be like, and maybe it's an opportunity for you to, to use the guys from you know modern ties while you're still in Scranton or maybe like a surrounding an area, whatever it might be, like yeah. to you know help you get you know build that that name, right? But use this as like the launch pad for for yourself and the and the band for 2023, and um, just start asking, man. Yeah, I ask for the that. shows because yeah, I mean. It, it, I feel like there's times like people like like it's one of those things if you if if you don't ask um there's no chance you get yeah shoot your shot um yeah you just gotta take the take the chance worst they can say is no yeah no I appreciate that and and I appreciate how much you've done to support me and my music in the past I mean I can't tell you I know I said this last time but when you first played the song on the radio the first time it was like that was like the first kick in the pants to just be like, Oh man, this is cool to have some people who like this and support it and are willing to like play it for other people. So I I can't tell you how much it means and, and how you've continued to support local music and it makes a huge difference. And I do need to refocus in 2023 and, uh, and, uh, just shoot the shot. Cause I've, I am too far in now. (laughs) There's no turning back. (laughs) I wish I wish I could do more. I wish I wish there's a way that I could do more because I believe, like I said before, I, I believe in you and I believe in James Barrett. I believe in Modern Ties. Like, and if you guys ever asked me for anything and I could do it, I would 100 percent do it. Um, but oh, vice versa. I think I think I think the next step for you is to just start playing out. You know, as much as yeah. possible, as much as you're. You know, your life allows you to between, you know, your job and your wife and 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 things like that. Like, I think that's going to take you to a level that, you know, at least the next step, like where you yeah. can say, okay, like I'm making progress now. No, I agree with you. So, well, you have my word. I'll do it. And then when we regroup <laughs> in however long until our next one, we're going to both be crushing it and selling a bunch of merch and there'll be a yeah. bunch of nurses walking around with your face on their t-shirts. <laughs> and- <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's so funny. I wish I knew more about that woman and her daughter just because 
Maybe her daughter got it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What the fuck is this? What is this? Guy Mom, what Buffalo. are you sending me? Like, <laughs> that's this guy. the guy who got I gave a vasectomy to. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a wild story. Well, they just keep doing it, man. And Same, I appreciate dude. everything. Yeah, I just got to keep hustling and keep, uh, keep putting ourselves out there, right? Yep. That's it. That's all you can do. Been a good two years. It has been. Yeah. It's been, like I said, it's been a, it's been a challenging two years, uh, but it it could always be worse. I mean, yeah, um, family, health, and all those things. So, although I'll tell you what, man, being a fucking parent at this day and age, like, there's no baby formula. Thankfully, my my wife my wife breastfeeds, but yeah, I can't imagine what parents go through who formula feed their their, their babies because the shelves are bare. I don't know if you saw recently the uh, the shelves for uh, children's and infants Tylenol and ibuprofen are are also Jeez. bare. Jeez, it's like oh, what the fuck is going on? It's terrifying. You know? It's terrifying, but, but at the same time, I do see like a lot of pictures of your family and you guys look like you're living dude, the life. I'm, it's one of those things like you talked about imposter syndrome before. Like I feel like I have, uh, I I feel that way. A lot of a lot of my days, mm. um, like it's just one of those things where it's like I don't deserve this. I don't know what I did to, you know, get this. I don't want to ask too many questions. Like I'm, uh, I'm a very uh, this cliche. I'm very blessed. Like and I am. I that it's there's not a day that goes by that I don't know that. Yeah, and that I'm not thankful for that. I mean, I'm. That's great. Yeah, it's a good I place mean, to be. Feel, it's a great place to be. And we, we can complain and we can whatever, but it's like at the end of the day, we're both incredibly lucky and and we are in the position to get to do the things that we love in free time. Whether people listen, whether people don't listen, whether we're huge, whether we sell merch, whether we don't, it doesn't matter. They will listen. 2023 is they the will year of Telco, the year of Popco. Yeah. Going in O's, like, let's go. Let's go. And then we're we're regrouping and then I'm going to pour a beer with you and uh, we'll do the next one in person when you've got the in-person studio. Yeah, you fancy studio. Up. Yeah. Blown up. Just, next one's going to be off the charts. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like this is, this is great, right? I mean, I'm thankful that we get to do this, but like there's nothing better than being face to face. You can see each other talking. I mean, we talk to each other by accident, you know, doing this whole over the internet thing. Um, yeah, I definitely want to be able to have those, uh, you know, conversations face to face and have a studio and a place to call home. Not that this isn't my home. I mean, I'm in my home right now, but yeah, yeah. you get what I mean. We'll see. Yes. We'll be there, man. Next one. January 6th, Telco, Glass Mask, James Barrett, the Scranton Cultural Center, Shopland Hall. Uh, it uh, it's a, a show that you should go to. It's the start of the the new year. Make make the right decision and, and go make this your first show of the new year. So, dude, thank you as always. Um, thanks for um, being a part of my life. Thanks for creating great music. And um, uh, you know, no, un, uh, you know, barring barring any uh, unforeseen circumstances, I will be at the show on January sixth. We'll push it off. Shoot me a text if you're if the party runs long. I'll be a diva and we'll 
It won't be. No, it won't be long. It's. Uh, I think it's like twelve thirty to two thirty. It's uh, mid afternoon oh. that type of thing. So I'll we'll, we'll do the party, the the presents in the car. Get home. Get situated. Get the car unloaded. I'll be at that show. Like I said, uh, you know, unless something crazy happens. But well, I'm looking forward to it. And thanks again for everything. It'd be great Appreciate to meet it. you in person. I know. We've never I, met in person. It's very strange because I yeah. feel like you're a big part of my life, and I know. I, right, same, same. It's like I, I, I feel like I, I, I know you. We've had in-depth conversations. We've had hours of, of conversations. It's, so it's January sixth. It's cool. January sixth is on. We'll hug. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. I am too. All right. All right thanks, thanks man. buddy. Appreciate See you. Later. See you.